If you think about robotics, a robotic welding doesn't like full penetration butt welds. It's a highly manual sort of setup involved. Robotic uh, fabrication likes fillet welds. So if we can enable fillet welds to be used in seismic applications, we're also facilitating application of robotics in the future. So which is a good thing to do. Kiora, I'm Troy, here as CEO, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today our conversation is with our HERA experts, General Manager of the Welding Centre, Mikhail Karpenko, Finite Element Analyst, Nandor Mago, and PhD scholarship recipient and soon-to-be team member, Hafez Tahiri. They're here to give us insight into HERA's seismic research program, which is working to specify weld details for critical seismic connections in Aotearoa, a move which will make steel fabrication more cost-effective while ensuring adequate performance of the connections in service. Mikhail, can you just give us an overview of the seismic research program at HERA? Oh, the first seismic research program at HERA started in uh, mid-1990s. So it was, we started following a Northridge earthquake in California in 1994. It was a big earthquake and uh, uh, the number of steel uh, frame buildings uh, showed some cracking after this earthquake. So overall performance was really, really good of steel frame buildings, but uh, the cracking was investigated. And the uh, reason for cracking came down to, um, to welding. So some of, the, some of the welding was done to a different standard, and some of the uh, properties of the weld metals, they have not been considered in the same way like they should have been considered and some well details were a little bit different from uh, what should have been done in ideal situation. And uh, in New Zealand, we started looking at our own design details and whether our design details and practices are suitable for earthquake engineering and are safe, actually safe. So our background or my background is welding and we are looked at the connection details. It was before my time. So the first seismic program involved large-scale testing of some 32 large-scale connection details. Uh, it was a connection between uh, beams and columns and columns and end plates. And the idea was to verify uh, whether the uh, welding requirements are adequate. So we looked at the details, level of imperfections, uh, acceptance criteria for welds and uh, assessed performance of those connections and come up with the recommendations for, for our standard, which is NZS3404 design standard and also welding standard 1554. So we verified by testing that our requirements for seismic welding are safe. This was the main outcome. Uh, so I mean, we had great level of confidence out of this research. Uh, shortly after or I should probably say 10 years later, after that research has been completed, we had a series of earthquakes in Canterbury. And the Christchurch uh, has become a, a large 
uh, one of the largest natural lab for 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 uh, for for verifying results of this earthquake and for verifying the impact of the earthquake on uh, on steel frame buildings on steel structures. Uh, we didn't have hell of a lot of steel buildings in Christchurch. I think it's uh, like five or, or, or six steel frame buildings. But right in the middle of Christchurch, we had a Pacific Tower building, 22-story high steel frame building. So, and it was subject to high forces, high G-forces during, during the earthquake. Anyway, uh, performance of the steel frame building was excellent in Christchurch earthquakes. But we realized we can also optimize, we can, we can, we can do better. Um, and uh, what we what we what we thought we can do better is to optimize welded details, welded connections in terms of uh, performance and fabrication cost. So what is happening in New Zealand? Uh, design is often on more conservative side. Uh, design is specifying um, well details that are conservative but also quite safe. We call it full penetration welds. The, those wells are probably four times more expensive than other well details, which are called like fillet wells or partial penetration wells. So in the second research program at HERA, we uh, targeted those connection details. We want steel structures to be more competitive and, and easy and, and cheaper to fabricate, but at the same time to have the same level of safety like, like full penetration butt wells. So we started this program in 2016, and this is where we got Hafez on board uh, as a researcher, as, as, as a PhD researcher. And this research program uh, is actually is, is, is almost being completed, but we started in collaboration with uh, University of Auckland, uh, Professor Charles Clifton and uh, James Lim. So we worked on that, and Hafez will talk about some details of this testing program. Uh, so it involved large-scale testing and small-scale testing, and all our programs involve also international expertise. So we need a network of experts uh, to be able to resolve some challenging questions. So the question of sizing of the weld and, and defining weld details is, is not trivial. So we need, we need outside expertise. Uh, so we are collaborating with the International Institute of Welding. We're working closely with the Commission 10, which is called Fracture Mechanics of International Institute of Welding. Uh, one of our great contacts is uh, Professor Ping Shodong. He's, he's uh, from the University of Michigan, and he's an expert in fracture mechanics fatigue, high and low cycle fatigue. And uh, Ping Shodong is involved as an expert on the project. He provides us with the uh, expertise and also guidance. And he has a number of computational techniques that allow us to resolve quite challenging questions of this design. So he's on board, right? Uh, also, uh, uh, Professor Minami, Osaka University. He is a chairman of Commission 10 at IAW. Uh, also, Professor Hobbacher in Germany. Uh, and uh, Professor Hobbacher is uh, involved in the brittle fracture part of the project. So we're also looking at... Um, brittle fracture behavior of steels and welded joints uh, and also specify safe service temperature for steel and the welded joint uh, consider, uh, considering uh, or taking into account uh, detectable and undetectable defects in, in the joint under real conditions. So it's, it's, it's the second part of the seismic program, we call it brittle fracture. 
Uh, right, and uh, so we have some successes. We, we, we published a number of papers out of the second research program, and uh, now we are in, this, in, the, in the next phase of that research program, which is called follow-up research program, seismic follow-up research program, uh, which will involve uh, even more testing. Uh, we are getting uh, two PhDs. Uh, they will start working with us in early next year. Each one will be uh, looking at performance of certain uh, connection details. One is uh, looking at all well details, well details, and another one will be will be addressing uh, misalignments. So in, in in welded connections and in seismic joints, we have certain level of misalignment, and this misalignment we need to understand what does it mean for from the performance point of view. Uh, we also got uh, Professor uh, Gregory McRae from the University of Canterbury as a cooperation partner for, for that follow-up research program. So we have University of Auckland, University of Canterbury, University of Michigan, uh, two PhD students and potentially one more joining us. And this is going to be three years new research program coming up. Hafez, mm -hmm. uh, you received a HERA Foundation scholarship. Can you tell us more about your PhD project and how it's linking into your future employment at HERA? Uh, I'm currently working on my PhD that is about the feasibility of replacing complete penetration spot wells with partial penetration wells. Uh, in welded moment resistant connections that leads to cost saving and uh, now I'm optimizing the size of wells by using the traction stress method and finite element analysis uh, that proposed by P Prof. Dong and uh, about uh, these projects I uh, tested some large-scale uh, specimens along with uh, some small-scale specimens uh, and longitudinal and transfer shear weld uh, specimens to that used in optimizing uh, of the welds, size of the welds. Uh, and uh, about regarding the seismic research projects, uh, I will be involved uh, in helping the, uh, helping with the students uh, about their experimental tests uh, and uh, such as designing the specimens, designing the test setup. Uh, and also I will carry out finite element analysis and analytical modeling. Uh, uh, and besides, uh, I will help them about the uh, about the analytical modeling and their, uh, the problems in their projects. So uh, uh, I will, I should be in close contact with uh, Prof. Dong's teams and Nandor as my advisors to uh, handle the finite element analysis in future and uh, related to the, this seismic research project. And Nandor, can you tell us a bit more about the FEA? Um, component of the project? So, whatever we are doing and researching involves some sort of numerical simulations on a higher or lower level. Finite element analysis is a, is a numerical technique by which we replicate a computer model of welded components 
apply boundary conditions, forces, apply material properties, and analyze the welded component or any other component under static, dynamic, earthquake loading, cyclic loading, etc. So I was involved in the seismic research uh, in the late 1990s, where we have, where I have uh, modeled a number of moment-resisting connections, small-scale and large scales, and matched experimental testing because uh, it is very important not just to set up a computer model but also to set up a so-called validated computer model, finite element model, which replicates the key experimentally tested data. And when you have a so-called validated computer model, it is when you can analyze further any finite element model, in this case, valid components, where we are um, extracting currently nodal forces due to element stresses in wells. We are, Hafez was considering, uh, together with Hafez, we were considering transfer shear wells, uh, longitudinal shear wells, uh, currently cruciform uh, wells are of consideration. And uh, we were, together with Hafez, we were investigating uh, fillet wells, then uh, partial penetration, but wells with different uh, root size gaps. And uh, we tried, we extract the traction stresses and tried to size it and try to come to some recommendations. Uh, following a small-scale test, this is intended to be replicated on larger-scale test. And all this, all this research involves numerical simulations, mostly based on the traction stress method. Do we have any quantification of the value that um, we can save in terms of using the partial penetration welds versus the full penetration welds? Yes, we, we have done previously uh, cost calculations, actually quite accurate cost calculations. Um, the cost of, uh, of different well types. And uh, we worked on the, on the, on the model, on, on the cost calculation model for quite a while, and we, we got some quite accurate data related to the different types of wells. And in a nutshell, uh, the, the cost difference between the cheapest well detail, which may be described as fillet weld or partial penetration weld, and a full penetration butt weld is, is times four. So it's four times more saving if you use the uh, cheapest well detail. Depending on, on well size, of course, and other uh, considerations, it can, be, it can be high or lower, this number. But uh, the number is fairly high. Plus, uh, some well details like full penetration butt wells, they have um, also inherited uncertainty around the uh, probability of achieving that full penetration. So the, 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 the defects in the butt wells are quite costly to fix. So if we can eliminate the need for the butt wells and the need for fixing defects, potential defects, that's a cost saving on the, on the, on the rework side. Uh, however, the, the uh, reliability of alternative well details can be as good as the reliability of full penetration butt wells. This is, this is the whole story of our research. We, we, we're developing that uh, new recommendation, but we at the, same si at the same time, we maintain the high level of re reliability of, of structures, of, of wells. Um, the, um, uh, the cost is, is, is quite important consideration. 
but reliability is 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 essential. So we we maintain reliability. And the 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 big the big the big picture stuff, how we can see the whole thing working, is uh, designers and fabricators will have a simplified table. If in the past they would specify full penetration butt weld for that connection, assuming the high level of performance and high level of demand, then using that simplified table we develop, they will be able to propose alternative weld details with the same level of performance and, and reliability and greatly enhancing basically productivity and the reducing cost. Another aspect to it is that if you think about robotics, robotics, uh, robotic welding doesn't like full penetration butt welds. It's a highly manual sort of setup involved. Robotic uh, fabrication likes fillet welds. So if we can enable fillet welds to be used in seismic applications, we're also facilitating application of robotics in the future, So which is a good thing to do. Tell us more about the collaboration with Ping Dong. Uh, what is involved there in terms of the design innovation side? Uh, Professor Ping Dong uh, has a track record of developing innovative uh, assessment techniques, uh, or probably I should call it computational methods for a variety of loading conditions, including high cycle fatigue. Uh, his methodology has been implemented in uh, in, in uh, computer modeling software uh, for assessing for high cycle fatigue. His assessment methods for low cycle fatigue has been included in the court, in the standard. Uh, and he is also an expert in fracture mechanics. So he's one of the uh, one of the leaders in in terms of understanding the the basics, understanding the all the, the all the mechanics of performance of the welded joints under different loads, and the weld doesn't know where it is being used. It can be used in a pressure vessel, it can be used in a ship, it can be used in a seismic application, right? So basic performance of the weld are the same in all those applications. So we're developing technique for seismic, but the basic idea is applicable to all welded structures. It means um, the expertise we are seeking is not only structural engineering, but is, is, is expertise is much wider. So that's why this why expertise of Professor Dong is in, in a variety of fields, including including structural, but not limited to structural. Uh, high cycle fatigue, shipbuilding, uh, airspace metallurgy. applications, metallurgy, and so on. So that that's why this collaboration is quite fruitful. So we are going outside of the box. We don't see ourselves as structural only. We're going outside and seeking some new input and using this new input for enhancing our structural steel standards and guidelines. Hmm. This project is a really great example of increased collaboration internally between the structural systems team within HERA and the welding centre. What other future plans are there for that cross-collaboration? Well, uh, I, I don't think we should have any boundaries uh, as such between structural engineering, welding engineering, mechanical engineering, friction mechanics engineering. Those boundaries should disappear. We should really seek for the most advanced solutions in the field and use it and integrate it in our, in our, in our standards and guidelines. The beauty is uh, New Zealand is a small place, small but innovative space. Uh, we are very close to the epicenter of what is happening in terms of developing standards and, and guidelines. We can introduce changes much faster 
than the bigger places like USA, right? They, 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 they're big, but they, they, they're slow moving. Those countries are slow moving. We are fast moving. So we can look at what's going on uh, worldwide and we can adopt changes and we can do testing and we are much faster in terms of implementing those changes. I think we have an advantage, massive advantage compared to other countries. Did you have something to add there, Nindor? Yeah, I mean, ideally, I mean, uh, optimizing welds and uh, moment-resisting connections, it is a multidisciplinary project. I mean, structural engineers generally look from the structural point of view, but we have to uh, eliminate the boundaries between welding and structural systems and look on a welds in its entirety. Uh, the basic the basic idea about that project is we are not developing new seismic resisting systems. We are not. Uh, our partners at University of Auckland and Canterbury, they, 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 they do quite amazing research around these new seismic systems. But what, we, what in fact we are looking, we are looking at the most critical part of any seismic system. This is a connection, this mm -hmm. is a weld. Should something fail, it's highly likely to fail in the weld. If we can fix this weld, if we can make this weld work in a reliable way for any connection, then then the problem will be gone. Right. So we're looking we're looking at the most critical part of any connection. Uh, the most, if I may add, the most important part in any structure is that in steel frame buildings, plastic hinges forms, or we dissipate the energy in active links, which yield. So we would like to avoid weld fracture, weld failure. So that is the whole goal. But on the one hand. It is easy to just specify a full penetration, a full penetration expensive butt weld, but we would like to eliminate that need and go to a so-called more reliable, more reliable partial penetration or fillet weld, which is more cost-effective to produce and make sure that the building is still safe. And I think the research area can be extended to uh, seismic assessments of other structural elements, such as... Uh, columns, uh, columns uh, such as other types of joints, such as uh, bracing system and uh, gasset plates. And also uh, the outcome of this seismic research can be lead to fill the existence gap in current designing codes and standards and uh, can result into uh, safer and more reliable design as well. One of the um, consistent pieces of feedback that I get from members is this nexus between design and fabrication. So often the designer is um, creating a design and specific specification that hasn't been optimised for constructability and it goes out for tender and then the fabricator gets involved. Um, so the fabricators are really keen to get more involved at, earlier at the design phase. What is the opportunity for HERA to add value there? What can we do to help bridge that gap? In the late 1990s, HERA has developed so-called standard connection guide for steel connections. And now it is called a CNZ guide. Uh, the purpose of this guide was to simplify design of steel connections, to streamline it, to make it more standardized and less, less, less expensive. And I think the goal has been achieved, but we can optimize it to the next level. So the idea is in this 
specific project, we will look at further optimization of some of those connection details from that specific welding point of view. So we will give uh, design as, as well as as well as fabricators a tool uh, to uh, to further simplify and to further optimize connection details. I give you an example. If for whatever reason design engineer would specify full penetration butt weld for that joint, we would have a we would have a set of tables uh, that may be supplementing design guideline, maybe like a standalone hero guide, or maybe even part of the 344 design standard. And those tables would 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 recommend an alternative well that will be, that will have the same performance, but will be much more cheaper to fabricate, uh, but and 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 that 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 table will be will be as a guide can be used as a guide for both for designers and fabricators. So it will be a tool, a communication tool between both, so they can get on the same page much faster without wasting time and in in, in in discussing those 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 aspects. So this is one of the of the of the ways we can see that communication can be simplified. But if you think if you think in the future, the future should be uh, uh, going the way where we have full integration of the software between design software and and and, and modeling software and fabrication software. So the idea is you would press the button and the whole thing will be printed. It will be welded using robotics. We may be talking. 5, 10, 20 years from now. But this is the way we can see it going. And this is the first step what we are doing. We, we eliminating complex uh, well details and uh, introducing new well details or existing well details, but we're giving confidence in those well details, uh, enabling uh, application of future technologies. But we also do another thing. What we realized that the current well sizing for like for fillet wells is very conservative. We're overwelding, we're overdoing things. We like we 30 to 40 percent more putting more weld metal than we should have been doing. And but we don't have any ways of quantifying it. So we have requirements of the standard, but this is, is no one has verified it from the uh, using using those modern computational techniques. So part of that project is also to verify our current sizing criteria for welds. So we may be able to become more lean, uh, smaller welds. Uh, easy to easy to fabricate, much more economical, but the same reliability. So this is the goal. So interface between design and fabrication will become less, less, uh, less of a step. And how are we going to disseminate all of the outcomes from this research? And how is it going to benefit our members? Um, f uh, the outcome and the results can be published in a journal and conference papers. Uh, as a academic deliverables, and also I think the recommendations uh, about the seismic design of the wells and about the requirements for the misalignments and ancillary well details uh, can be published in Hero Guides uh, that it is accessible for the members easily through the uh, Hero's library, and uh, I, I think. The uh, significant benefit of the seismic projects that can be benefit the members uh, would be would be would be sa uh, would be cost saving in the uh, designing of the connections while still they are uh, reliable. 
Well, uh, we have a variety of ways of, of disseminating results. Our preferred way would be to have a peer-reviewed published papers. It's, it's a little bit more, uh, it's, it's, it's a long way because it takes some time to publish a paper, a peer-reviewed paper, but this is our backup. So whatever we publish has a good, 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 good backbones. It has been peer-reviewed, it has been approved, right? So based on those papers, based on sound research, uh, we will develop here a guide. And here a guide is the first step for changing for changing a standard, for introduce changes to the standard. So this is a step step by step way. Uh, peer-reviewed papers first. Uh, here a here a here a guide as a second step, and also working on the standard committees to get to introduce changes in the standard. And changes to the standard is is what we can do in New Zealand much faster than anyone else anywhere else in the world because of our size. And uh, I think this is a great advantage for us. And we can be more innovative in that space much faster than anyone else. So we would like to use that opportunity. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with our welding and structural systems teams today. If you'd like to connect more with them, their details are in our show notes. For us, this research is a significant part of our strategy to deliver solutions to our members. We want to give them confidence to say to their clients and society that New Zealand fabricated steel products are the safest building material choice for New Zealand's seismic environment. And we're doing this by providing the evidence to say so. Hi, this is Mikhail. One of the projects that, uh, that has resulted out of our seismic research program is so-called industry participation project. And this is related to innovative design ideas in the space of low and high cycle fatigue. So the next step, what we would like to resolve is to resolve uncertainties around well design and high cycle fatigue in applications like bridges, changing wells from more expensive well details to cheaper well details to fillet wells to save the cost. So this is our next project and we are looking for industry participants to participate in the project to help us fabricate samples and also be involved in testing and be research partners in this project. So if you like what you heard today, then you might consider joining our design innovation cluster. <laughs>